Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21. Let's talk about something that is very interesting, allocations, wax, and how it all works. Maybe it's one of those episodes you've been waiting for. Stay tuned as we get into this hot topic. What's up? Welcome to Mealy Stocks. We're part of the Slab Stocks Network. As you may know, my name is Jamil, and I own the Mealy Pops Shop. It's a sports cards and collectible store here in Gainesville, Florida. Looking forward to getting into episode 21. Big shout out to all of you who took a look at episode 20 when we uh, reviewed the Dallas Card Show and kind of the state of the market. Really appreciate all y'all checking that out, giving us comments. Tried to get through it throughout the week, and the views just keep going up on it. So keep going and uh, uh, sharing that video and going there and, and engaging in that as well as this video today, which you might be very interested in. Uh, it's a topic that I've talked to Aaron a little bit about um, for some time now, which is wax allocations and um, wax prices. Uh, it is a very hotly charged topic, and I'm going to do more of a generality today, but I do think there will be some interesting elements to understanding uh, how wax is allocated, um, how it gets to shops, how it gets to breakers, how it gets to uh, people who aren't either of those, and then also the pricing and rebuys as well, which is a kind of a, a wild world. So let's get into that today. Before we get going on uh, on that topic, I want to show you uh, just something really quick. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to some of our, our online sales. We call them Mealy Pops Madness. It is a true work of madness in that we, uh, we sell a ton of cards, single cards, we did session 32 this past Saturday, and session 33 is coming up this Saturday, February 13th at 9 p.m. Um, let me just say this. We blow through cards, and we broke our record sales this past week, and we're looking to do it again this week. I still have inventory from Dallas and Tampa that I didn't get to, didn't get priced, so we're going to have a lot of fun. It's on Instagram Live Saturday night. Please come check it out. You will have a lot of fun, even if you just watch it. You can learn about the market, uh, but I'm guessing if you watch, you're probably going to want to buy something. So uh, look forward to seeing you on that, and uh, we have fun with it. So back to today's episode, episode 21, and let me um, give you a little backstory of our store because I think that helps me explain my side and, 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 and where we built our store when it comes to wax and how we've got it. Okay, so we started this shop in 2018, summer. And if you can remember in the market, which almost seems like eons ago, right? Like um, the market was favorable. People enjoyed it. Um, Luca was a rookie. Trey was a rookie. You know, uh, there was this guy named Soto and Update and Acuna and Update. Uh, I mean, it was a good time. Cards were, I would, I would consider much more affordable for the middle class, uh, upper, lower class, whatever, however you want to look at that with SEP, SES. Sorry, it's late here. <laughs> um, but uh, we 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 uh, we got in a very good time. As I started the shop, I was able to apply for contracts. Uh, or I'm sorry, um, able to apply, apply make an application with the uh, manufacturers to uh, create um, sort of a um, a relationship between the hobby shop and Panini Tops and Upper Deck. It did not happen immediately, and it took time. Um, so I had to build and, and prove ourselves. We really grinded our first. 12 months so from august i'm sorry june of 2018 to june of 2019 
really, really pushed in the shop. We started breaks from the shop. We started all these kind of unique programs, really pushed the social media platforms. And I believe Panini and Tops, you know, uh, really, really saw that. Um, I was able to get accounts with them. Upper Deck came a little bit later. And these were direct manufacturer accounts. So this is something that I know right now those companies are unable to uh, really provide um, and taking on new stores. Uh, it's a very hard process currently in 2021, uh, let alone 2020, for brick and mortar stores uh, to, to get that. Um, they do not offer that to breakers. They do not offer direct uh, uh, um, being direct uh, with uh, people who are not brick and mortar stores. So we were able to build those contract or build those applications, get them going, got accepted, and then what happened is Panini, Tops, Upper Deck. What they do, Upper Deck came later actually, but what they do is they will allocate product uh, to you by the case, and they do allocate it to you at their cost. I'm sorry, at, at, at what would be considered a wholesale cost, and that's where you get these uh, retail pricing, manufacturers suggested retail pricing, yada, yada, yada. And then um, uh, they build these products, and Prism is a great example, uh, where the retail price of like Prism, I remember in 2018, uh, basketball and football and those things was something like 80, 100, 120 bucks, really, you know, fairly cheap comparing to the secondary market and where it comes out as. So yeah, I mean that will will be like if we got a case of that for the shop, that would be what we purchased it at. And then of course we have rules that we can't be selling the products for lesser uh, than you know certain percentages and retail pricing. And with some of the products, it's awesome, right? You you could do very well with some of the products. Uh, you might break even with um, some of the products. Take a long time to sell. It is kind of it is what it is. And I, and I know the wax world and. And, and now it seems like everything sells. I mean, we sold out of Fortnite last week. We've sold out. I mean, things are just on fire every which way you look at it. So that's kind of the basics of you know, the accounts. You 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 build your 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 um, allocations with these companies by buying as much as you can, and then continue the purchase and and building into different brands and buying different brands. Our shop, I just made a commitment to buy everything that I could, um, whether it was with Panini, I was buying. Like I said, Fortnite, NASCAR, soccer, everything with tops. It would be every form of soccer, uh, garbage pail kids, um, all the different things. Just trying to build our accounts, showing them that, hey, look, we want to try and push your products. And we were rewarded with that as we've grown. Now, I want you to understand out there, I as a shop am not getting these boatloads of cases and tons and tons and tons of stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's usually one, maybe two cases. Uh, it's not a lot uh, you know, that, that, that we're taking in. Uh, at cost, um, we, we're, we're thankful for what we can get. Um, but then that's where I think the next element to this all comes in. So I explained to you guys the direct accounts uh, manufacturing from the company, but then there's the secondary element of what's called distribution. So many of you guys have heard distributors and um, they are people who get large quantities from the manufacturer and then distribute them, obviously through their sales reps uh, to people across the country and really the world. So uh, there is lots of distributors. I'm not going to go into the names of all the distributors. Uh, I don't think it's fair to either any one or, or which one at all, but there are a ton of them. Uh, they are all across the country and like I said, the globe. And then what they do is they get the product from the manufacturers and they sell it and they allocate it out to uh, the shops and also to breakers and also to people who aren't either of those. And I'll bring that up in a, little, a little bit later because that's where I see a lot of the problems from my, my perspective. But um, Distributors uh, have, from the very beginning, will tell you, you know, the more stuff that you're buying from them, including other products, just like any good salesman would say, 
The more you buy from us, the better your allocations will be in the future on other things. So that was kind of the case in 2018 when I started. But then I started to notice that uh, it didn't really matter what I was buying because there's just not enough to go around. And I, I, I'm i not going to give it an excuse for the distributor. If you know me, that's definitely not what I'm going to do. But um, I think the distributors just have a hard time taking on new people and getting products out. So they do allocate and sometimes I may get stuff from distributors at cost. Um, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it does not. And what I have to do as a shop, and I'm just giving my perspective, is I'll have to rebuy those things from distribution after they've been released. Now some of you might think, oh wow, well, Jamil and, and the shops and the breakers and whoever, they must be getting these great rebuys on stuff. And that's just not the truth. I showed uh, uh, one of my employees yesterday, we were working on cases and I said, hey, take a look at look at what these prices are. And every single price of every box on rebuy from said, said distributor was higher than eBay, was higher than Blowout, was higher than any of the other online retailers that you can look at. Um, and that's what the prices are. So it just kind of goes to show that um, the wax market is wild. Uh, I, I would imagine people who have stores and have had large distribution accounts for a long period of time um, are probably doing pretty well and getting allocations and higher bits. I, I kind of just stay in my own lane. I don't ask those questions. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's right in business to really try and, and learn what other people are getting or how they're getting it. Um, and I think that's where you all can draw the, the conclusions of, of what you think is fair and is not fair. So I think one of the biggest holdup is is with pricing. So uh, I, I used Prism earlier, and I think it's a bad example because Prism is so expensive now, right? So let's just use examples like, um, I don't know, let's just use a mid-tier product. Just thinking about one in baseball right now. Uh, maybe we'll do something like um, Topps Heritage High Number. So that came out recently. Um, I've been seeing it in, in, in Targets and in, in Walmarts, which is a whole other story. But uh, Topps Heritage High Number, I think cost on that was something like 60 or $75. And you know we sell in the store here for about $90, $95 or something along those lines. Not a huge markup. We, we have cases of it you know, that we, we have that we haven't moved. Um, but that's kind of an, an idea of, of that tier product where you're not making a large percentage and you have to hold on to a lot of it. Um, then there are other products in which you will will buy for maybe like a Bowman or a Bowman's Best or something where you're buying it at uh, a lesser price and you can make some money on it uh, because it's such a favorable brand. Once you sell out of this stuff, you're never, as a shop, you're never going to be able to replace it for that cost. And so I think that a lot of people will see or hear what a shop may have or a breaker may have got it for. And that's where the anger and the animosity kind of comes out um, because they think, oh, well, that's all this money being made off of me or they made a lot on this or made a lot on that. I can't speak for breakers. I can't speak for the other people who have accounts that mis that's just mysteriously are getting product that don't do anything of the above. But as a shop, um, we get a set amount. We're able to make a strong profit on it. And then I'm rebuying stuff where we're making maybe 5 to 8% on it because we're having to pay so much from the distributors to get more of it. So I hope that helps you understand kind of the manufacturer side of it, the distributor side of it. Now, there is a lot of hubbub out there. You know, what happens sometimes with distributors is uh, you'll go to buy more and, 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 and you only get allocated a box or two boxes or three boxes. And then when release date comes out, you know, they have as much as you want to buy. And not going into names or anything like that, but 
I think that's really rubbed a lot of people wrong as well in, in, in the breaking world, in the card shop world, sit thinking, you know, where does this product come from? So, you know, you have that element going on with distribution. I think with manufacturers, they're just selling a ton of product out. They're, they're moving it. Um, uh, you, you guys are seeing it with Tops and Panini and Upper Deck. They are selling direct to consumer, you know, every single release day now. It seems like um, as a shop, we're competing not only with the, the blowouts, not only with eBay, but now with the manufacturer with pricing to make sure that it's it's competitive. Um, so there's just a lot of elements, you know, kind of in that to, to think about as you kind of chew on this idea of wax prices and allocations. Um, so we talked about the rebuy world. That's that's tricky. Um, some distributors, I think, are more fair than others uh, on the rebuy. I mean, it kind of is what it is. You know, that just kind of is how it happens. Hold on, as I fix my uh, world champion Super Bowl Bucks hat, Tom Brady and everybody else as we crush the Kansas City Chiefs this past weekend in Tampa. Champa Bay, as they call it. Um, no, I just have to give my little plug there. But um, I guess there are issues that, that a lot of people have with wax and prices and allocations. You know, another thing I, I kind of alluded to is there are people who have distribution accounts from, from years and years and years ago who may not be a shop, who may not be a breaker, and they're literally just middlemanning product uh, nonstop. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had um, people on um, Instagram, people uh, through Facebook, people through email, just say to me, hey, I have access to all this. Do you want any? And I'll just simply say to them, what are you? You know, And they will just simply say, I, I, I have an account so with distributors and I have all this stuff. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. I think it could be very tricky. I think there's a lot of elements there. You know, I'll go to the national. People will walk up to my booth and say, hey, you know, I got 18 cases of national treasures. And I'm like, you know, where did you get 18 cases of national treasures from? But uh, not going too far into that, um, I, I think that there are some holes that could be clogged up, you know, when it comes to this and it could make it a little bit easier. You know, I do know shops that, that I work with uh, and I see and I trade with and I try and help each other out that are, are doing their best to really price product if they get a lot of it cheaper, uh, trying to give it out, you know, at, at a better price than you can find anywhere else so they can make a little bit, but also, you know, help the customer out. Wax is expensive. It is a very expensive risk. And, 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 and in this day and age, you know, with singles selling as high as they are, wax has become super sought after. Granted, you open up your own case of a product or your own box of a product, you're probably going to grade a lot of that, right? So there's a lot of upside to, to wax. There's a lot of upside to holding wax. Um, well, that's why I think people in my shop, um, I will tell them, and I know it sounds crazy, I'll say, listen, if you can hold, hold off and not rip it, you should buy a few extra boxes at this price because in two months, I'll probably buy it back from you for more than you paid, maybe at 20, 30, 40, 50% margin. I had a guy do that with FOTL Prism. Uh, he held it for a year. He made quite a bit when it came to Prism Basketball. So, I mean, those kinds of little things, those nuances, I think for you as the collector, the hobbyist, the flipper, whatever, can learn a lot and can watch the market and pay attention to um, the ups and downs of how wax moves and the pricing of wax. Um, I think that's gonna that's gonna kind of wrap up that little generality. But what I would like to ask you guys out there and gals is that if you want more information on this, or if you're a little confused, let me know in the comments. You know, go go comment below and, and tell us and ask me. You know, if there are things we're not being clear of, everybody's gonna have a different story. Every shop is gonna handle this a different way. And for new shops out there, I, I that's the one question I ask people is they say, Jamil. I'm thinking about opening a shop. I'm ready to get going. And I say to them, number one question, and I want to be just very transparent with you. 
how are you going to obtain wax? It's very hard to get direct accounts. It's very hard to get distribution accounts. Um, how are you going to be getting wax? Are you just going to be buying them from Blowout and eBay? Because it's mean, very hard to sell at pricing that's competitive because you bought it at the price, obviously, that they have. So it is hard for a shop to survive, and it is hard for, for a new person to get into the market in this day and age. Um, I'm very, very thankful that we got in at the time we did. I was talking to my wife just at dinner tonight, and I just simply said, if we had started the shop maybe six months, nine months later, you know, after June of 2018, let's say we, were, we started it, uh, you know, February of 2019, uh, maybe even June of 2019, we would not be where we are at today. There's no way. Uh, we put a lot of hard work on that front end in the first year to build those accounts. But once it got to a point where Wax just got crazy and everybody wanted it, it just seemed like everything kind of teetered out and, and was very steady. And whatever whatever point you were locked in at, that's where you kind of are now today. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I'm trying to be honest and transparent. I know I can't make everybody happy and everyone's going to think I'm not telling you the truth. Well, I am. That's This is how my story is with the shop and allocations and wax prices. Um, but uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight um, as you guys kind of navigate that world. All right, so two releases this week that I want to talk about. Uh, the first one is Top Series 1. It is coming out tomorrow, which is today when you'll see this episode, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh, February 10th, Top Series 1, Jumbo and Hobby comes out, Baseball, 2021 Baseball. And a lot of people are excited because this stuff is, I feel, loaded with rookies. Uh, you're going to get a lot of the younger rookies. I'm not going to go through the names right now because there's quite a bit of them. But I feel like there's a lot of opportunity with grading potential. Um, you also, in the Jumbo, obviously get three hits. The Hobby Boxes, you get the one hits, the very traditional model. You get those foil uh, packs in every box as well. But uh, Top Series 1 2021 is here. It is upon us for you baseball folks. It's crazy to think that it's already, already here. And then for those of you, uh, 2020 Optic Football. This is actually hybrid, and I have a box here <coughs> that I don't have on the camera there. This is the hybrid hobby, or this is the hobby box, as you guys know, the similar look. And this is new for 2020, the hybrid version of it um, with the four um, hybrid red moho parallels. So we have Optic Football. Um, you're going to be wanting to see those on-card autographs, right? The gold vinyl autographs, the gold vinyl 101s. People are going to be loving on some Optic this year. It's always a great product. I think it's always um, that people always seek it, you know, from the, the, the rookie on-card autographs, the rookie cards, the rated rookies. So it's an exciting time for that. But those are the two new products for this week. Um, hopefully you guys get out there, rip some wax, have some fun. Um, I think that, you know, when you buy Jumbo, you buy Hobby, um, I think there's a lot of upside to that stuff, especially on personal rips. And um, I think there's value in there in Optic too, especially, you know, you're playing the risk game. But if you can hit something big, we'll hit something big. So hopefully that helped a little bit. Um, I appreciate you all. We will continue to offer you Mealy Stocks episodes. And uh, just thank you so much for your support. And until I see you next week, see ya. Go Bucks, Super Bowl champions.